Chills. Chills. We're back. <laughs> it kind of worked. Yeah. We're not in the same room. And so yeah. the drink was actually... What, what was it? A fork? Uh, that would be um, an Alessi fork. Thank you. Oh. I Darling. Could not be more sorry. <laughs> so, no, we're not in the same room. We're doing this remotely. So, Vic's realised that she's actually drinking wine out of a plastic cup. <laughs> well, look, the problem is at the moment is that we're sorting out the house downstairs and there's something blocking the cupboard that's got all the glasses. So I had to go for plastic. So I feel like I'm at a festival. I feel like I've been handed a bottle of wine because it's a screw top and I've got a plastic glass and it's got on the side all the different measurements. <laughs> oh, that's handy. I mean, yes. not that you're so going to pay any attention to that. Well, so I you know now I'm know that you're drinking a pint of wine. I was going to say, I know I'm drinking half a pint of wine currently. Yeah, well done. And well as done. I said on the uh, story I've just posted on our, our podcast Insta, uh, hoochie but classy, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. That's often what I think. It's what you're in my phone as. <laughs> hoochie but classy is phoning. Yes, mama. <laughs> anyway, well, so. Well, happy, happy New Year. Happy yes, New Year. Happy New Year to everyone. Oh my goodness, 2022, what the hairy Mary. Well, I mean, that's that's my name in your phone, Um, (laughs) but... (laughs) How did you know? Well, I mean, it's all kicking off, isn't it? Oh my goodness, isn't it just? He just needs to go, he just needs to go. Not that we get political on this podcast. But, you know... But he needs to go. We don't party, 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 names. Boris, Boris, Boris. Oh, well, oh, I was just going to say, we don't on. need to name names. Well done, Phil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we are recording this on the night that, um, well, I mean, the revelations all came out anyway, but the today was the day of the reveal of the email, wasn't it? Yes. Of the, the um, invite to make the most of the nice weather when the rest of us could not sit alone on a pop bench so there you go anyway but we don't get political we Uh are not getting political Uh so Uh let's start Uh off Uh by um saying what we're drinking this evening out of our little festival take Mm. me back for um (laughs) take take me back for a 10 pence piece honestly i generally feel like i'm at the reading festival like it's brill (laughs) Although my wine was a little bit cheaper than what it normally is at festivals. It's so expensive wine at festivals, isn't it? That's why Everything is expensive at festivals. It's ridiculous. Yeah, to be fair. So I am drinking, um, it's called Work Workshop Wine Company. They're Australian. And I'm drinking their Bench Blend Rosé. And it is lush. However, the sad news I haste to report, haste, hate to report, I may be more than half a bottle in already uh, is that they have discontinued it so because when I went online tonight to find out how much it is sadly it is no more so um, boo to the lot of you and yay to me because I'm drinking it it's nice yeah I'm drinking drinking the last of it god so there you go Uh, there you go it's very nice though what are you drinking Pip 
Well, I'm drinking a um, cheeky little Sainsbury's Taste the Difference Viognier. Oh, Viognier. Oh, listen to him. Impressed well, and mad. You've changed. Um, it's very nice. Yeah. I don't know if it was on special offer. I think it was on special offer, on special offer. But I can't tell you how much it was on special offer for. Because I don't look at prices anymore. <laughs> I'm only that kind of shopper now. No, I just, you know, I know what I like. I like a, I like a Viognier. And so, yeah. So I bought three bottles. So, yeah. And did not look at the price tag. Well, I did... I think it was actually on a... Um, you could get necked points for it, maybe. I think that might be why. Because you can turn your necked points into avios, can't you? So <gasps> oh, we... look at the cogs turning in your wee little brain. Look at that. So that's 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 what we do. The that's evil genius do. has got the plan. We drink wine so we can go on holiday. <laughs> oh, my God, that's such a good idea. <laughs> Exactly. Seriously. Oh, genius. Drink genius. wine. Go on holiday. Simple as that. Well, there you go. So that's what we're drinking. I could. I mean, the amount of wine I've drunk in the last year, we could probably afford the world around the world around cruise or round the world <laughs> cruise with the amount I'm drinking. We could go anywhere we wanted. Seriously. Well, probably go not. to the moon. Probably afford to go to the moon with the amount of wine I'm drinking. That's how much it is. Anyway. <laughs> So, um, next on the agenda, how was your Christmas and New Year, Vix? What did you do? Who did you oh, see? What did oh. you know? What did you get? Oh, well, I mean, it was very nice. It was uh, it was the reunion Christmas, wasn't it? Everybody got back together. Everybody got to see everybody. We were allowed things. to yes. do things. However, there was a lot of people on my socials that were showing that they had tested positive. Mm. Like either just before Christmas or on Christmas Day because of their being with a family, which is heartbreaking. But yes, so that uh, was hard. Like I remember in the lead up to Christmas, I saw this on social media, and I thought, oh, "God, this is so true." Because we like we were so determined to see family, like nothing. It was like nothing's going to stop us. It was like yeah. that test command for it. Yeah. But trying to avoid COVID before Christmas, someone said it's like an adrenaline sport. Mm-hmm. Trying to just like dodge people, think of like the quietest way to walk home. <laughs> trying to think, oh, when are the shops going to be quiet so we can go in? Like, I was ultimate uber COVID paranoia for the Oh, yeah, week we, went, we went into a self imposed lockdown. We literally didn't leave the house yeah. apart from taking Sophia to nursery. We organised all our shopping to be online. We, we re- honestly, to, to the point that even when we were going to get fuel for the car we were going at night like it was that like you say it was that important for us to be with the family at Christmas after Christmas do what you like don't care but before Christmas that 10 day to 2 week period before Christmas mm -mm, we were in we were in total lockdown yeah no it was too it's too important to miss family again another year we were just like nope we avoid everything because we had tickets to a concert like the week before Christmas and we were just like you know what we just can't because people yeah. don't people don't have to wear masks 
at mm-hmm. the Ginevra Massacre concerts and our friends that went to said concert, hardly anyone was wearing masks. So mm-hmm. we were just like, it's just not worth it, this thing. No. No, it's... it's but did you have... <sighs> did you have a nice time? Did you get lots of nice stuff? Because that's uh, what the true spirit of Christmas is. Just yes, yeah. I was going to say. I don't think this year, for the first time, I was actually bothered about what I got. Um, although I have to say, Mr. Lawrence's friend smashed it Ooh. because uh, he got me a Lucky Voice karaoke kit for the house. So you know, I was in my element because uh, I got a karaoke kit. Does he regret that present at all? Yeah, a little bit. Not going to lie. I think he does, yeah. <laughs> After four hours of me being on it, going through all the musicals, going through all the Disney, uh, and I'm like, come on, sing along! <laughs> and he's just looking at me like, what did I do? <laughs> I have created yeah. a monster. <laughs> and weren't you a bit annoyed about people hogging the mic? By people, I mean... Children. Children. Yes. So on New Year's Eve, because we had the children, we take it in turns with their mum uh, to have the boys. And we thought, obviously, they're a bit older now. They can sing a song or two. And, uh, yeah, I was um, having to be a gracious host and enjoy these lovely children of mine singing and gobbing all over my mic. Oh dear. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do turn into a bit of a karaoke monster. A little bit. Do you? <laughs> okay, so Philip has seen I've, this many I've seen a times it happen. over years. I've seen it happen. I've seen people like bleeding. <laughs> Give me the microphone! Yeah. This I'm is sure. not a duet! Yeah. To be fair, if there's two mics, one tends to be mine and one tends to be everybody. You could like share everybody, everybody else. But uh, but I have to let the listeners know. Yeah, that that or you're singing both parts of the duet. <laughs> I oh know God. him so well. <laughs> yeah, I can duet with myself. Uh, although I have to let the listeners know that there has been a number of uh, Philip's stardom X Factor moments on the old karaoke. No, I'm not singing. No, I'm not singing. I'm not singing. Six shots later and two gins later give me that mic yeah. girls allowed madonna out they come <laughs> i know but I, I mean i never look back at it look back at it and go wow god why have i not been on the outside i sound amazing <laughs> it's always like oh god why didn't anyone take the microphone off me because they were too busy filming me for future evidence absolutely uh, I need to see if I have got any evidence. Actually, I think I've. No, just no, 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 myself. no. That's Ooh. not important, is it? Ooh. Anyway. So yeah, so that was my years. What about yours? What did you get up to? Oh uh, well, we just were so determined to see family, so we went up to Sheffield to see my lot, and then we went over to Lincoln to see Warren's lot. So yeah, it was just really nice. We got to see everyone that we wanted to see. Covid did not hit. Amazing. Um, and then back in the Brighton for New Year, which was very quiet. Um, 
just dinner and drinks at home. But then I was speaking to um, a colleague of mine, and usually Brighton Seafront, as you'd expect, is quite busy on New Year's Eve. Mm. And not only her, quite a few people just said to me, it was dead. Oh, really? Like, all the bars deserted. Because I think people were just like, nah, nah, not doing it, not catching it, not worth it. So... No, I think everyone stayed home and watched Ollie Alexander from years and years do the Midnight Show on BBC One. And he did a very good job. Bless him. Yes, I have to say, I do think he did a good job. But although the stupid people in London still turned out for the London fireworks, even though they were told to not. Uh, well, that's because you know. people don't have any common sense. <laughs> but I do love the fact that, like, New Year's Eve, BBC One just went, like, the gayest... Mm. Ever, yeah. I mean, like pet years shop and years, Kylie Minogue and the Pet Shop Boys, <laughs> drag queens as well, drag oh, race queens. Yes. I mean, oh, it must be really hard to be a homophobe these days <laughs> because you can't escape it. Finally, my evil plan <laughs> is coming to fruition, and uh, when I say fruition, I mean. Fruition. <laughs> I wish you guys could see what I'm um, looking at right now. Pip's actually got his little pink <laughs> out and everything like Doctor yeah. Evil. <laughs> yeah, but no. Finally, the gay agenda is being pushed through. We've been working on it for years. <laughs> no, I just, I certainly thought um, Ollie's outfit was uh, particularly uh, um, kid friendly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, um, yeah, yeah. Did well yeah, there. No. But no, good for him. Good for him. So, yeah. So, this episode of Two Bottles In. So, last episode, we were talking about films, Mm. all things films. So, we're going to kind of carry on that theme. What are we talking about? What What are we talking about, Vix? What are we talking about? We are going to talk this episode about music, and by music, we mean albums. Ooh. Yes, because obviously the music can be so broad, it can be so sort of general and, and specific at the same time. And, you know, we were talking about like music, you know, we could be looking at artists, we could be looking at songs, we could look, look at ju- genres, you know, musical instruments, like there's all types of things that we could look at. But, you know, I think the album side of it is is something that everybody does have opinions of and it might not necessarily be that we currently have current music opinions because the way that we listen to music has changed but I think we all have emotional attachment to albums sorry you caught me choking a swig of wine yes we do well no it's like films like you'll have a film that you'll watch if you want to cheer yourself up you'll have a Uh film that you'll watch if you just really want to cry Uh And albums have that same effect. You like an album can take you back to such a specific moment in time. But we were saying kind of before we press record that like this is a bit trickier because films like if you talk about if you ask the question like a film that everyone loves that you hate, then there are films that most people have seen because films are a bit more, oh, I'll sit and watch a film. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you were saying, like, well, I'm not going to sit down and listen to an album by someone that I think's shit, or I'm not going to listen to an album that's, like, 
techno. Like, oh, God, now I've got an hour to myself. I really need to listen to that techno album. <laughs> it's just not going to happen, is it? <laughs> Whereas I would sit down and go, oh, I've heard some good things about this film. Let's give this film a whirl. Or I've heard this film is terrible. Let's see how bad it really is. <laughs> yeah, and also, if you think about it as well, I think films are an immersive experience aren't they so like you say if it's bad or if it's good yes. you're still having an experience because you're either with friends or you're like you say you're wanting to cheer yourself up or you're wanting to know the latest whatever and music is more personal it's more intimate than a film it's part of yes. you whereas a film i think is something to be part of a social community or to give yourself sort of a boost or something that's kind of short-lived whereas I think music is part of you it's it's part of your makeup more intimate yeah and I think the way people we've listened to music has changed mm-hmm. so like if I think back to when I was a teenager yes I've got a very long memory um <laughs> but I would sit in my room and listen to an album from start to finish whereas now you just don't really, do you? You have playlists that you'll yeah. listen to. You've like spent ages on a really good playlists, which is basically the you know modern equivalent of a mixtape. Absolutely. But, you know, and you'll have you'll listen to an album. You'll pick out your favourite tracks. You put them on a playlist or something like that. You won't necessarily listen to a full album unless an album is like an event. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like Beyonce or something like that when mm-hmm. she drops. She just says thing where she drops an album and it just appears out of nowhere and then you're just like oh well I'm clearly going to sit down and listen to this entire album because you know it's Queen B and the same with Adele as well you know we were messaging when uh, 30 came out through the tears I cried God. so much in an album in my life. Oh, Jesus Christ, that voice note. Jesus. <gasps> oh my God, that voice note. Oh. <sighs> if you haven't heard it, there is no spoiler in what we've just said, but Jesus, get the tissues out if you, <laughs> you're going to listen to it. I mean, she lays her soul bare. Oh. She lays it bare. It's literally oh, a counseling God. session in an album. I know. I mean, did you see that thing that Reese Witherspoon put on social media about like when I think it was just when Adele released "Easy on Me" and it just shows Reese with I think it's Reese Witherspoon. Oh, maybe it's Alicia Silverstone. I can't remember. But just grabbing one bottle of wine and then another bottle of wine and another bottle of wine and another bottle of wine and just like filling her arms with wine and going, okay, I think I'm about ready to listen to the new Adele album now. And then she goes back and gets like a bottle of whiskey or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I think you are just, I think you've just got enough to get through it. But yeah, but it's, it's like it's albums journey. like that are an event. Mm-hmm. But there aren't many events these days. It tends to be, I'll listen to a couple of songs and if I like those, I'll listen to the rest of the album or, you know, you'll come back to it in a couple of months or, you know. It's it's not the same as just going to HMV and buying an album and coming home on the bus and listening to it from start to finish. It's just the way the world has changed. But you're so right, actually. When you, when you think about it, and not to go all, like, psychoanalytical, but if you think about it, going to HMV, you're making an investment because you're having to pay money up front 
to hear oh, an no, album. They were expensive. And they were expensive. So you were, you had to know that that was something you were going to like. Whereas now, literally, if I click on a track and within the first 10 seconds I don't like it, I'll scrub through another you know, 40 seconds. If I'm still not interested, I, I bin it. Like, it's yeah. off. You know, and that sort of disposable opportunity is is completely different to sort of you know 20 years ago where like you say you were stood queuing to get on the um earphones for you to go through the tracks to make sure that you were ready to invest your money into that yeah. buying that album or i'd hear that there were people back in the day that would just spend like nearly their entire wage on cds yeah. and then go home and listen to them all and then i can't believe that this person did this but then would take back the ones that they didn't like to get their money back i mean luckily i kept the receipts but they kept the receipts but yeah i would do that quite frequently I'm just be like um i yeah um, I've already got this. I forgot. I've already got it. I've already got it. So just give me my money back. Yeah. Lessons learned. Yeah. Lessons learned. Yeah. yeah. But whereas it. now, you know, but it is ridiculous. Like you know, a CD used to cost like what a tenner, and now I remember paying like seventeen. Well, yeah, sometimes it would be like fifteen, sixteen quid. Yeah. yeah. And now you know, Spotify membership is nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. So, and you can listen to as much music as you like. So, I just think it's a bit, it's weird. Yeah, so, okay, well, so, as last time, let's start with an easy one. Or, I say easy, I found this at this theme actually quite, quite difficult, if I'm honest. Yes. Um. So, but yes, okay, let's start with our favourite album. So, do you want to kick off? Well... I mean, it's kind of impossible. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> because you have different albums, for different favourite albums yes, for different reasons. I'm the same. It's so I have, bad. like, I think I probably have, like, a top five, maybe. Go on. Go on, then. But I don't have, I don't think I have, maybe I do have a favourite. So, um, oh, God. So, like, okay, well, Madonna's got to be in there. Yeah, yeah, okay. So my favourite Madonna album is Like a Prayer. Um, and then um, really random ones like um, U2's Acting Baby. Really? Because that was like the first album that really got me into kind of guitar music and got me away from pop music. Mm-hmm. And it was a very new sound for them as well. Um, Tracy Chapman's first album. It's a classic. I wrote here words said against it. And it's also very short as well. It's less than half an hour, I believe. So, there you go. Um, Katie Lang. Really? Ingenue. Ooh, came out the same year as me. <laughs> Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first album and I think this is my favourite album that I really got into and was completely obsessed with and I think it still stands up now as a really good pop album, dance album is 
Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814. It is a sublime piece of work. And, um, yeah, it really does stand the test of time. You could listen to that album now and be like, wow, this is... She nailed it. And... I was just obsessed with, and it was one of the first albums I can remember where there was a whole campaign around the album and she did like a short black and white film where it was all about highlighting social issues at the time and she was just amazing and she looked unbelievable. So, um, yeah. And it was also like the first album where she really proved to be quite a lot of competition for her brother. Yeah, she really And you could tell that he was kind of sitting up going... Oh, I need to step up my game. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So, those are... I mean, you could seriously go on forever because I'm yeah. obsessed with music. Yeah. But those are the immediates. Yeah, there's some so, yeah. surprises there from you, actually. Because, obviously, sort of Madonna was, to was uh, obviously going to be there. And, and Janet, definitely. Mm. And, like you say, Janet's album, that album... I actually listened to that not not long before this actually well about four days ago funnily enough when I had it on when I was cleaning and it is it's an album that you literally can listen to and it doesn't sound out of touch it doesn't sound old-fashioned or you know it doesn't sound like it's from the 80s it doesn't sound or is it 90s it doesn't sound like it's from back then 1989 yeah but yeah it's just a really solid piece of work She did, like, four really good albums around, and then she kind of went off the rails a bit. But Control, Rhythm Nation, Janet and Velvet Rope. That's classic Janet Ooh, Jackson, Velvet really. Rope. Oh, Velvet that Rope was a... is a sexy album. Girl! Yeah. <laughs> She's nasty. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. This, but this is the thing. that You know, music's so vast. And there seems to be more... Uh, you know a choice I think in terms of albums than there is films like films there's kind of like a lot of obvious films that you'd go for but with music it just seems yeah. like it's a more vast choice like I'm surprised at you with the U2 um, you know that that's yeah. a well, I was that... I was an indie boy. Mm. I was an indie boy. I'm, I'm not saying yeah. in any way, shape, or form that you two are indie, but I, I, you know, I like but my they guitars. You out of that, yeah, they brought you into that area. Yeah, then I went. The then I went full like Smashing Pumpkins. Oh my god, I went I love full Smashing, Smashing Pumpkins. Pumpkins. So, um, yeah, yeah, but and I loved Katie Lang because <laughs> she was actually very sexy at that time. I thought she looked like a female Elvis. And um, it was her coming out album, so that's why it's kind of quite signif to me, because um, that's when I came out as well. So she was speaking for me. Yeah, but how about you? What are the albums on your kind of list? So it was interesting because, you know how we've just been talking about how vast... That you know the the sort of music genres are and how 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 much choice there is, and when you say favorite album, it's kind of like how do you define favorite? What's the what's the reasoning that you can give something to be your favorite? Mm. So, is it that when you say favorite album, you can listen to it the whole way through, and absolutely love it being on repeat, and every single song on that album is. Amazing. I think maybe that's that's is that it. a definition. 
Or is it like you're saying, you know, like you're saying with KD Lang, like, is it because there is such an integral, intimate connection with that album, with your life, with something that's happened, with, you know, and uh, something that it means so much to you, you know, so so that's your favourite album because it was just, it was part of you growing up or part of you... Yeah, but I still think it's like... It's like a body of work, so all of those albums I would listen to from start to finish. Because it's, yeah. Yeah. Because they're all... I think the one thing those albums all have in common is that they are probably being meant to listen to from start to finish. They all have like a theme running through them or that's how the artist wanted you to hear them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think all of them do that. Yeah, definitely Janet's because it's kind of there's interludes between each song and it leads on to the next one. So yeah, I would say favourite album is okay. for whatever reason, something that so, you would definitely listen to from start whole to way finish. Through. So that's that's fine because mine mine the, the the selection that I could not work out which one out of this sort of list was my favourite. It has different- Are any of these Disney soundtracks? No, I can clarify that none belong <laughs> in a Disney archive. Just checking. I know. Just checking. The okay. Disney stuff is okay. firmly in the karaoke's pot. So you're good. Okay, let's let's okay, see, so see let's have so, it. Some of these might be a bit curveball-y, but some of them are no mm. surprise either. Particularly, you know, between you and me. So I have to say the one that sort of, when someone says fave album, the instant, like you say, is to things that can be listened to the whole way through first one that instantly popped into my head Adele 25 for sure Ooh, so okay. that, and that again I think because the emotional ride that we were on you know in that time frame I had just been dumped by uh, my seven year long relationship and I was in a very much state of sort of who am I what am I doing like what is life about and sort of rediscovering who I was so that whole Adele album I remember when it came out and you and me kind of sat and you know we listened to it over and over again and you know it really she has that effect (laughs) she does she really does and and that's so that that holds a particular um sort of intimate sort of uh hold on me and also because I managed I don't know how I managed to do this but I managed to get I got to see her twice live sing uh, uh, on her tour and, and you know just being able to see her and, and the way that Adele is you know it's incredible so it really helped I think she helped me with my sort of emotional well-being and amazing so the second one that I've got on my list is George Michael's Older again ooh good yeah, choice this is another did one. Sophia say to put that on the list <laughs> I know. We go, we know she loves the GM. She does love George. It's so weird and it's so funny. And obviously for the listeners, I don't know whether I've mentioned this before, but Sophia is, seems to be obsessed with George Michael. When she was really little, like, you know, we're talking like months old, uh, she, if she'd get colic or she was upset, if you put the 2011 concert, you know, the last one he did in Ells Court, if you, we had that on... Um, on, on our TV and if you'd put that on she'd cr- stop crying straight away and we'd videoed this we'd prove to people this was oh, yeah case. it was definitely a thing I think I was I think I saw it happen yeah you witnessed it like she, like she was screaming the house down and you'd just like 
Press play yeah. and she's just like, uh. yeah. Any any point through the, the <laughs> concert, does it, it didn't matter. So, but funny enough, at Christmas, because obviously one of the greatest Christmas songs is "Last Christmas" by yeah. Yes, by Wham. Is it Wham? Is it George? It's Wham, isn't it? No. It's oh my god. Wham. It is Wham. Yeah, because it's Wham again. Paranoia there. So, and again, she started singing it, and she was like, "Oh, it's George Michael." I'm like, "How the hell do you know that's George Michael?" Well. You know, she's been listening to her entire life. Exactly. I'm just worried, and I've said this to you yeah. away from this podcast, but at some point you have to break it to her that he's dead. No longer with us. Yes, <laughs> I know, I know. And she'd be like, and, but, but my other suggestion was, you need to find the best goddamn George Michael tribute act. <laughs> And persuade her that yes, he was playing girls' court, but now he's playing Tumbishwell's working men's club. He's fallen on hard times, and he's, at he's the race clearly course. put some weight on. Yeah. And yes, no, that no, he never had a beard. It's always been by road on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that is George. Of course, it's yeah. George. Oh. I'll, uh, I'll be sure to record that for everybody. That will be highly entertaining. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, good album. But anyway, yes, older, very, very, I think, he again... Did good albums, though. Listen to their prejudice albums, as well. Ooh. But he was very much, again, he was so in his own mind, wasn't he? And it was very much his way of kind of processing and dealing with emotions. And he just wrote them down and sang them. And he sang his heart out. And I think older... Again, that came out when I was going through a really dark time when I was younger and I held on to that album because it older and I'm sure everybody knows this, you know, but older was about him losing his mum and, you know, um the whole sort of deal of um oh, I can't remember his name. The chap who uh he lost. <sighs> Okay. Oh, his partner. Yeah, the one who died yeah. of HIV. It was dreadful, really painful. And, you know, he was tragically, you know, just distraught with everything. And, and George had lost himself and this album kind of brought him back and all the rest of it. So, you know, there's a lot of resonance there. I, I sort of resonated with what he was saying and the pain he was going through. So, yeah, no, very painful album, but I, I think I needed his album. I needed George at that point. So, and the other two are game changers. So they're proper albums that kind of Ooh. took, you know how you were saying like with the UT, U2 stuff and how it took you away from pop? These albums yes. <clears throat> like brought me into the light. Like they gave me the reason to live. Oh my God. Okay? So, I didn't know Technotronic would have that effect on anybody. <laughs> Shut up. Technotronic, seriously. You could have said something sorry. like S Club 7. Uh, the Reynolds Girls. I'm sorry. <laughs> Reynolds Girls. Oh my God, love it. I love Reynolds Girls. Anyway, no. so, okay. okay. So the two albums, I can't differentiate against the two because they're both, they both gave me the same type of sort of experience. One is Lucy Pearl, Lucy Pearl. Oh. Remember Lucy Pearl? Don't mess with my man. Mm-hmm. And the mm. other one was TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. Oh God, they did good albums. How, God, they did good how, albums. How good were those albums? And again, mm. it kind of like, I remember buying them in the States when, this was a thing when we used to go to the States twice a year with my dad. Yes, very spoiled. Yes, very lucky. 
totally, totally aware of that. And when I was 16, 17, I would go into Tower Records in New York and I would I would do that. I would go on the headphones and I'd listen to all the bands that weren't available in the UK. I'd look for things that weren't available in the UK yet. And then, mm. you know, a couple of months later, they would launch over in the UK. And these two albums were game changers for me. They were absolute game changers. I remember listening to them and the Lucy Pearl one I actually wore out. It, on the wow. top, you know, the cover that's sort of on the CD, that, mm. that wore off because I had listened to it so much. <laughs> and yeah, I, I realised what being cool was. So there you go. My God. And didn't we go and see TLC or mm. TNC? TNC, yeah. We saw them at um, Mighty Hooper, didn't we? Yeah. They were really good. Like They were really I good, but you could surprised. tell that everybody there was just waiting for like... Yeah, we just need to hear no scrubs and waterfall. That's all yeah. we need. To, yeah, really. Yeah, but that's kind of like Belinda and all the rest of them, and like Kathy Dennis and everybody else that we went to see. We were kind of like, yeah, just play the hits. We don't care about your new album. Play we the really hits. Don't. don't do a don't do a Shaka Khan. Oh, do not God. do a Shaka Khan. <laughs> oh, play something we know, Shaka. Yeah, at least you were drinking. I was freaking oh, pregnant. I couldn't change even change your drink. name to Shaka Khan. Oh. oh my god, like, how shameful is it that we left the concert? We left Shaka Khan. We did, and like, Sorry, that's Shaka, unheard of. But, you know, the gays of her with their feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's my, that's my favourite kind of, like you, like you, like, I just couldn't get one. I had to have a list. Well, no, and I think, you know... I mean, it's sad to say that probably most of the albums I put were quite depressing, but you know, you have those times in your life where you just like, I need to yeah, <laughs> listen well, that's to. They they are all part of your life experience, and I think that's what's really important about music versus films is that music is part of your makeup. It's part of who you are and how you've come to be who you are. I remember sitting in the car like I'm. I'm don't lie, everybody. We've all done this. We've all sat in the back of our mum and dad's cars when we were like 12, looking out the window like we're in some kind of Hollywood movie, like listening to a song like our hearts are I always pretended I was being chauffeur driven. Yeah. <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> no, well, no, more like in bed with Madonna. Oh, oh babe. It's I okay. know, but that's fine. Okay, so that's favourite. So that's favourite albums. Ish. <laughs> so next one is the controversy. Let's go for it. Album mm-hmm. that people love but you hate. See, I find this really tricky. <laughs> oh, is this because you're gonna like? Are you gonna be defriended? Well, no, I don't think so. But I no? don't. Like we were saying, it's like with films. It's a lot easier to be like. Mm. Everybody loves the sound of music. Not that I don't like the sound of music, but you know. Whereas, and over your gay card. There are certain artists that I don't. Um, it's I can appreciate that they are good at what they do, but they're just not my bag. Okay. The key one is Ed Sheeran. I don't I get that. it. I can see that. Yep, yep. I mean, I can 100% say it's very impressive that he can stand alone on stage at Wembley Stadium and sell out four nights in a row. That is 
astonishing because no one's ever done that before. Yes. I can get that. But the music, I'm just like... And it gets played to death as well. Mm. Like, we listen to Radio 2 every morning as we're trying to wake up. And you can guarantee that Mr. Sheeran will rear his head at some point. But... There's no albums, but there's just things that I don't necessarily understand. But I'm not slagging off people that do, you know. Everyone's welcome to have tasty music, whether it's good or not. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to everybody. Whatever they like gives them the joy. That's the main important thing, isn't it? So, So mine's quite controversial. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, to the point that you, you've you got to keep that phone to your ear because you may put the phone down. <gasps> yeah. Is it Madonna? Okay, no. I, I mean, I couldn't do that. <laughs> no, I just although she to, has... She, she's had a lot of thick. <laughs> I mean, she has. However, I did come across... what We were looking at old footage the other day, like cine movies, like, you know, like old movies, and that my dad has got a... <laughs> Cine movie, so random. What you used to do on film when you were younger, and he came into Tell my bedroom. Tell me about it. <laughs> All right, let's not go there. No. <laughs> Get paid for that. And uh, my, my dad came into my room to say he was like, "Hi, Vicky," and uh, I had Madonna blaring. That's how cool I was. Like at Ooh, 12, what Madonna 12 years old, it was Immaculate Collection. Oh well, yeah, everyone's yeah. got their album. It was blaring. So I'm, I'm, yeah, no, Madonna can't really do no wrong. But, okay, are you ready for this? Because I know this is quite controversial. (sighs) Okay. Purple Rainbow Prince. What? (laughs) I know. I'm really sorry. I tried so hard and I failed. I just can't get on board. I really can't. I'm so sorry. Your face. Oh my god, you could literally knock me over with a feather. I know, I'm so sorry. Honestly, it's one of those things that I have kept in. That's literally the first time I've said that out loud for years because I have tried so hard. My cousin Emma, who's like my best friend cousin, like, I love her dearly and she is obsessed with Prince. She loves Prince. And I'm there going, yeah, it's great, it's great. And I'm just like, I can't get on board. I don't know why. I've tried. I've sat there. I've listened to it. I don't know what's wrong. I really okay. Don't let's know. break this down. Let's break mm-hmm. it down. Okay. So, is it just the album by Prince, or is there like very like, is there any Prince that you like? No. Yes. No. I. Okay. I do like Prince okay. as an artist, but that album. You know how everybody loves that album. Like, that's, like, one of the uh-huh. greatest albums. And I'm there going... Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah? I really... And I, f- I know I'm wrong, but t- <laughs> it's difficult because you really feel you're in the wrong, but, like... Well, no, you're not wrong. I mean... I mean, on this occasion, you are. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, that took I mean, a lot. I've literally I think. I mean, I years. think... I think Prince is, is a very... Um, acquired taste and I know I think I know definitely that my oh, and I think she listens to this podcast maybe my sister-in-law I think 
hates Prince. <gasps> like, oh my god, me and Liv need Prince. to meet. Well, but yeah, he is an acquired taste because he's so eclectic and no two albums sound the same and even I as a Prince fan would say there's, you know, much like Madonna in a way you love someone through thick and thin and there's been a whole lot of thick but yeah no, I mean that album to me is um, it's amazing yeah, but, <laughs> but that's what I mean you know, but it's difficult, you know, and I've tried to love it. And the weird thing is, is that I love watching Prince live. I don't know if you've ever seen mm. any of his concerts. His have concerts you seen the film? Are... Have you seen the film Purple Rain? The film Purple Rain, yes, I have. And okay. I'm still a bit met about the music. Right, okay. But seeing Prince perform live, live in concert. Oh, it's as close to sex as you'll get. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I am more than happy to watch that late at night bottle of wine in bed as it goes you know <laughs> in bed too much wine. with some accessories <laughs> and you know the feathers the oh. stick the cloak all right let's stop let's stop let's stop <laughs> no i mean i can remember going to see prince and went with a straight friend who after the concert was like I want to have sex with Prince. <laughs> Quite frankly. I'm just thinking, it's, are you... Hold, it's on, the way hold, he hold on, hold on. Are you actually opening a brand new bottle of wine, pouring a glass, <clears throat> plus talking on a podcast? Yeah, because, you know, much like Prince, I'm multi-talented. <laughs> <laughs> that was very impressive, Pip. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say a musical genius as well. <laughs> but no, I think, I think the thing with Prince is that he's such an acquired taste and... I went to see Prince perform live quite a few times and one of the times he was absolutely amazing and it will probably be in my top three best shows I've ever seen. Mm. The other two, I, I hated pretty much every single second of it because he dragged out every song. Mm. No word of life for about 15 minutes. And I was just like, oh my God. Just... Play something we know. But the danger of seeing an artist like that is that he's so brilliant that he will just change his set every night. And so yeah, some nights he will play all the hits and you'll be like, oh my God. And then some nights he'll be like, I'm just going to go for all the B sides. And you'll be like, oh, girl. <laughs> it's like when you get to that end of the film and it's like, now we're going to show you all the deleted scenes. It's like, don't. There's a reason they were deleted. Like, don't. <laughs> if you don't want to see them, I definitely don't want to see them. Okay. So, and if it wasn't good enough to go on the album... <sighs> no. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, I've the said Prince, that Prince, literally... Purple Rain, sold yeah. 24 million copies. Not for you not fix his bag and I actually feel do you like the song bad. Purple Rain I do but I think because <laughs> of oh it does go on a bit don't it well 
it's not <sighs> that. It's I think it's just because by the end of the night, you know, when Purple Rain comes on, that it's like I am so twatted. You're always twatted mm. when it comes on. You know, at the end of the yeah. night, when Purple Rain comes on, you're having the best light of your life. Oh, even if I'm on on my own in the house, <laughs> when Purple Rain comes on, I'm like, oh, gosh, you need to go to bed. <laughs> So yeah, so there you go. That's that's actually yeah. I, that's been something I've been harbouring for that's quite a while. That's been very cathartic for you, I think. Oh, You've got yes. it off your chest. Yes, yes, exactly. Next so. thing, <laughs> what's next? I hate Amy Winehouse's Back to Black. I think <laughs> no, I'm joking. Obviously, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I can. <laughs> But yeah, so there you go. So that's my album people love, but I hate. There you go, done. Okay. So, but the other thing we were saying before mm. was also like the with this question was like it can also be a thing about if artists that we love get a bit experimental, go a bit cray, mm-hmm. go a bit cray. People like Radiohead and Bjork. That do those kind of plinky plonky atmospheric album, a muse, yeah, yeah, an atmospheric album. I can go to a park and hear leaves snapping, twigs snapping, and leaves falling. I don't need to <laughs> pay for the pleasure. So yeah. So what's but, yeah. interesting is that when you think of those types of albums, there are people who absolutely smashed it and there are people that have absolutely miserably failed. So if you think of people like Pink Floyd, those kind Yeah, of who I don't get. You don't get Pink Floyd. Never have. Oh my God. No, so there you go. Sorry. Okay, well that's, that's another thing. Yeah. Like to me, I love Pink Floyd. I love the concept of it. I love what they're trying to say. You know, the whole piece of sort of that they're trying to like play in this like how we're going to destroy the world like warning type music you know it's amazing I absolutely love it but again you have to listen to the whole album the whole way through and the best way to watch it is in concert when they do their concerts I've seen footage of concerts and that's very impressive but Mm. I just yeah you know when it's like the Prince thing for you, I suppose. It's kind of like everyone's been invited to the party, but you don't really, you don't really know anyone or have anything to talk about. So you just <laughs> or like, understand the invitation. Oh yeah, Pink Floyd. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, another brick in the wall. Yeah, yeah. We don't really know education. <laughs> I don't. Really, I don't know any more songs. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've never got it. That one's that ship sailed. Well, there, uh, yeah, it just shows that actually, sort of, there isn't a, a, such a thing as kind of the worst album. I think it's it's that there's albums that you don't resonate with, that they don't they don't trigger with you, and it and it just shows again. I think that music's really intimate. It's a really personal thing, you know. Yes. Yeah. Because, like you're yeah. saying about Ed Sheeran, there's like six billion squillion people out there who think Ed Sheeran's like the bee's knees and like you can't get any better than Ed Sheeran whereas I can see your point I do like Ed I have to say but I can totally understand your point he's very Muzak Mm. isn't he it's very Muzaki it's just on all the time I've seen a documentary that he did when he I think it's when he first sold out Wembley Stadium and 
I've watched it. He comes across as like the nicest guy on the planet. So I wish him all the luck in the world. But you know, and it's it's not necessarily his fault, but he just gets played to death on the radio, and you just yeah, it's it's very and it's. And I know this is the point, but it's annoyingly catchy. <laughs> so I could be like, I hate this song, but it's oh literally all I can sing right now. So, so picking yeah. up on that point, earworms, okay? So earworm music is, like you say, the most infuriating thing. Well, I think it's very clever, it's extremely clever, but for you it's personally, can write. it's annoying as hell. <laughs> if someone <laughs> can write that, mm, you know, I think it was Boy George that said it's a piece of piss to write a depressing song. It's the hardest thing in the world to write a happy song that people are going to be singing in 20 years' time. Yeah, so true. And it's absolutely true. But, yeah... But okay. then, you know, with old age and my mental health, like it is, I will have a song in my head. It's not been on the radio. It's not been on an advert. Oh, I've yeah. probably not heard it for 10 years. Yeah. But all of a sudden it's in my head. What is wrong with that? And it's never a good song. It's never like, <laughs> it's never like, like a prayer or something like that. It's always something like chirpy, chirpy, cheep, cheep. <laughs> It's just terrible. Or the Nolans or something. I'm just like, oh my God, the Nolan sisters. Why is this in my head? So, okay, so talking about earworms. And it's right? always a song where you don't know the whole song. You don't, you don't you just know the words. Yeah, yeah, two lines. Just know the melody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, sorry. Earworms. Okay. Over Christmas, Disney launched their new animation called Encanto, right? Have you oh, seen it? Have you this, heard of it? Is this something that's a little bit homosexual? Uh, no, is there a gay slant to it? Or uh, no, you're talking about Raya. You're talking about Raya and the Lost Dragon. Am I? Yes, you I are. I don't we'll, know. we'll explain that later. Uh, but So Encanto got launched on Christmas Eve. It is a film based uh, uh, in Colombia. And it's about a family who have a uh, have m- magic and they have a magical house. And it's all about the magic and, and how important family is and all this kind of stuff. It's a lovely story. Anyway, very twee, very lovely. Uh, I've heard very good things. Yes. Yes. Um, I have to say, between Lawrence and I, we have never, ever had so many earworm songs from one film ever. It is driving us nuts. Two weeks ago was Christmas. Three weeks ago was it now? And they're still in our head. We wake up every morning oh and we say, "What? Which one's in your head?" Because there's what about five, six songs in a Disney film, and I can guarantee you, a hundred percent, every day for the last two, three weeks, we have woken up with one of these fucking songs in our head. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell you what. I mean, it's not the best review. No, it's the best review because the the like. Well, they know, but uh, what are these fucking songs in our hands? No, but like, it's it's a they're not it's bad catchy. bad songs. It's just the fact that like, <laughs> they oh, it's honestly these songs are so addictive to listen to, and they, I mean they are quite cheesy because every Disney film has cheesy music, but 
the the music's written and I'm desperately trying to remember his name. The guy who wrote um oh who's the guy who wrote Ham- Hamilton? Uh Lim Manuel Mar- Yes. He Manta. wrote Yes, he's written the songs for Encanto. And right. they are very musical West Endy. He's and, a very oh gifted God. man. Yeah. And they also I think could pro- probably feature on a Eurovision platform somewhere, they could quite oh, easily make that that God. appearance. So they've got that kind of earwormy esque uh, ring so to them anyway. <laughs> so my wonderful, amazing, beautiful, great partner Warren will be listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And now that you've just said, "Ooh, it's a bit Eurovisiony," I can guarantee the next time we do this podcast, I would have watched Encanto. <laughs> Warren, I am telling you now, watch it, particularly the song that Louisa sings. It is a Eurovision smash, I can tell you that now. <laughs> well, we need one of those. Mm-hmm. No shade. No shade. But we do. Well, let, come on, come on. I mean, you're, you're a Madonna fan, and we all know what happened at Eurovision with Madonna. Let's just, you know. Oh, well, yeah, as I said, there's a lot of thick. There's a lot of thick with Madonna. <laughs> So, the point okay, is you've well, got to love her. You've got to thick and thin with these people. Yeah, yeah it's true. Okay. It's true. So, okay, should we move on then? What's so the final question, which again is Ooh. interesting, is an album that is meant to be bad, but you can't help yourself but love it. Oh, but it's not sort of like trashy pop. Something trashy pop. So like, the first band that I was obsessed with was Five Star. Oh my god, I love five star. I still listen to five oh my star, god, I love five star now, and it takes <laughs> me amazing. immediately back to doing dance routines in my bedroom with my dad, poking the ceiling with a broom and going, "What the bloody hell are you doing up there?" Because it was like, doof, 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 doof. but loved a bit of five star, loved a bit of Yaz. Only ways up. She did have an album. I loved it. Um, yeah, just trashy pop. But I, I mean, don't know whether, know. like, that kind of stuff was all part of that sort of era. So at the time, that wasn't considered trashy. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? It wasn't like getting five-star reviews from The Guardian, was it, at the same yeah, but time? you don't get five-star reviews was... from, from music, really. <laughs> no. Unless you like but... Rolling Stone. But it was, it's just trashy pop. Um, I don't know. It's really, that is really tough to answer because I tend to look at music reviews and if something's got a really amazing review that I've never heard of, I'll listen to it and be like, let's see what all the fuss is about. Mm-hmm. Which is what happened this week because there was an album last year by an artist called Self Esteem um, that got five star reviews everywhere Um, like so many newspapers and magazines said this is the best album of the year I listened to it for the first time yesterday I am obsessed with that album it's absolutely genius I had no idea that it existed, so, you know. 
these things happen. But where's music? I just don't know because you just I don't know. Like one man's five star is is another man's. <laughs> I love five star. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I just I think, don't know. But again, I think it is down to that emotional connection, isn't it? Because music is so intimate, and so I've got an album that didn't get a slating. It didn't get like you know, it didn't get a huge celebration. But it, you know, I don't think it's particularly <laughs> uh, renowned as a as a good album. Um, I have a real soft spot for Lionel Richie's attempt at a country and western album. What? I didn't even yeah. know that existed. <laughs> it really does. So he's taken all his songs, all his favourite songs, uh, favourite, all his popular songs, and he's he's worked with people like Willie Nelson. Um, I'm trying to think of... Uh, did he do Dolly? He did. I don't think he did Dolly. He did Kenny G. Kenny G's on there. Um, and yeah, it's it's a bit of a bizarre album because it's basically sort of you know how like a, when you go see live bands and they kind of like mix up the genres when they come to sort of some of their biggest hits because they just want to do something a bit different. Madonna. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Madonna. Perfect. So, but Lionel did the same thing and he, he, he got Shania Twain involved. He got Blake Shelton. You know, he got all these sort of like Willie Nelson, Kenny Rogers, Jimmy Buffett, all these sort of big famous country and Western people. Tim McGraw is another one. Um, and he made this album called, I think it's called Tuskegee. Tuskegee. I can't remember what it's called, but it's this country and western Western album, and I just like some of the versions that he's done of some of his songs. So he does like you know, "Hello," "Dancing on the Ceiling," "Endless Love," "Just for You," "Lady," "Easy," "All Night Long." They're all done, but in a country and western. <laughs> Anyone way. would think that you are a huge Lionel Richie fan. <laughs> I may have seen him about eight times, but yeah. Okay. Not as much as I've seen Barry. Who? I've seen Barry 11 times. Oh, my God. I know. I really... I know. <laughs> I know. God. Auntie Joyce said to me, you know, my my mum's my sister said to me... I didn't know Barry Chuckle had done that many tours. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, Barry White. No, we're talking Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. Oh, she's a fan of She's a fan and yes, I have to say, my auntie, I remember saying to me a couple of years ago now, she goes, I knew you were always going to be, you know, a friend of a friend. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, Vicky, she said, your your favourite song when you were three years old was Boy George, Come a Chameleon. <laughs> she was like, you were always going to be a friend of a friend. I was like... The clues yeah. were there. Yeah, they yeah. really were. Yeah. Barry Manlow, Boy George, George Michael... Share. They were my favourite artists when I was little. Wow. My first ever CD God. was Share. You didn't really just make friends with gay men at all, did I you? I didn't you were really. Just... Kylie Minogue actually was my second album, so yeah, I was absolutely set up, ready to go, really. Yeah, you were just waiting. Just like, <laughs> when are they going to turn up? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Took long enough, flipping heck, all of you. Turn but... up with all the B-sides and the... Um... <laughs> Store and it was like celebrity anecdotes that I need to know about. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. So that's our 
music review and I wonder what everybody yes. out there, what theirs is, because, you know, it's so interesting, I think, to, to have this kind of chat with people and, you know, listen oh God, to I mean, you could literally, we could literally, and I'm sure we have, face-to-face, mm-hmm. in person, had this conversation for hours. Going, Let me play you this. Let oh me God. play you <gasps> this song. Oh, um, yeah. Because I just think, you know... It's an endless list. It's an endless love. <laughs> oh, very good, babe. Well done. So, yeah. No, music is... Um, it's so personal and it's so... But what I love about it is it does have that such massive effect on people that you can listen to a song and it can take you back to such... It's like a smell Mm-hmm. Or a sense it can take you back to such a specific moment in time, and sometimes that's horrible. But a lot of the times it's like the best night out ever, or the best things ever. <laughs> but yeah, and it's cheaper than therapy half the time, you know. Oh, seriously, Tracy Chapman has got me through some very that's special. It. It's times. incredibly emotive, and emotive sort of in the way that. you can deal with issues you can process issues you can celebrate you can commiserate you can cry you can laugh you can there's so many different emotions that come with with loving music and you know I have to say like between me and Lawrence like if Sophia doesn't like music we've got a real problem but luckily oh hell yeah well you know but you you raise in a house of music and it just I think it seeps in Oh, yeah. And do you know what? Tonight when we were cooking, I was cooking dinner. I had um, Dinah Ross. I'm coming out. God, I'm so... <laughs> just my God, you're the gayest. <laughs> and Sophia in her rainbow pants, bless her. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> she doesn't no stand hope, a chance. She? No, she doesn't. But, yeah, she's dancing away, doing a little bo- a mum dance. She has a mum dance. She does a mum dance. It's so cute. With her... By road on George Michael <laughs> Beard. God. Oh, God. She's going to be one special person. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Philip. Great, great support there for your, you know. Oh, she's already been to her first Pride. Well, she has, yes, yes. We did take her to Pride. That was actually, yeah. I don't know if I've talked about that on here, but yeah, she. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, she hasn't been to Brighton Pride yet, so, honey. And girl, you say yet because I haven't been to Brighton Pride. I've only been a couple of times. It's been cancelled forever. <laughs> it will be back this year. Cross fingers. Apparently. Yeah. Delta Cron yeah. or Delta Tron well, we, or. We need Mariah to come back. Oh. She yeah, was supposed to do uh, it. Yeah, as long as we can stay at the back. I don't like getting into the mosh pit. I like to be at the back. Oh no, we can no no. We're we're of an age now where we need yes, to yes. be able to get to Access the bar. Access the drink. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Get to the bar. Get to the toilet. Yep. And be in a space that's spaced out enough that we can find the people that we are there with. Yes, and you know, I'll bring not, my glass. Not just have to stand near a very tall person and hope for the best. Oh my god, it was always the flags, wasn't it? And oh, the, the person with the flag, flag moved. Yeah, they've moved. 
this whole night is ruined. But before we end the podcast, we need to do a little special mention. We'll have to end the podcast on a positive note after this. But a former guest of the podcast, our dear friend Pete, um, his dad sadly passed away on New Year's Eve. And so we just want to send a big shout out and lots of love to Pete because he always listens to this podcast. And so big love to Pete. He's amazing, wonderful individual. And we can't wait to see him really soon. Sending him all the best. Yes, and let's raise our glasses. Shall I do a little... uh, Yes, get get that fork. Oh. Yes, (laughs) raise a glass. But yes, here's to you. And uh, yeah, all those messages that I send, just ignore them. I'm just telling you that I love you. (laughs) I just bless him, Pete. I just, I'm like, no need to respond. Just, Just checking in, seeing how you are. And then I send it and I'm like, if you're asking how he is and you're telling him not to respond... Yeah, yeah. It's kind of I mean, don't respond. Are you okay? Don't respond. <laughs> do you like rice? Don't respond. <laughs> like, do you need me to come don't, down and don't help respond? You? you don't need to respond, but do you need don't me to come down respond. and help you? <laughs> What's your address? Don't respond to this yeah. message. So uh, yeah, no, maybe I should big do shout, it. Like... <laughs> big shout out to Pete and lots of love, and um, yeah. So this is the end of. Episode 37. 37, oh my God. Now, at the end of every podcast we say, we'll be back next month. Well, that didn't go very well the last time. So, we'll be back. Yes, and I think this year's all about being real. (laughs) It's all about being real. We are here. We won't stop this. However, they will be a little bit (laughs) few and far between compared to what we used to do. Just because life got in the way. Life has got in the way of everybody. And I'm sure everybody will appreciate that because things are different. The world is different. Everything is different now. So, you know, we're still here for you. We still adore you all. And we adore our wine still. So nothing has changed. Absolutely. We adore our wine and we adore our cheese. And speaking of which, I've got to go to a party at number 10 Downing Street, so I'll see you all soon. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, we'll see if number 10's uh, or number 11's um, owner has changed by the time we record this (gasps) next one. Oh, I really hope so. Cross your fingers. (laughs) Anyway, we weren't going to get political. No, no, exactly. So, thank you so much for listening. And obviously, we'll speak to you guys again soon. And feel free to leave us a review on where you get your podcast. We'd love any kind of feedback that you'd love to give us, as long as it's good. And (laughs) obviously, you can always follow us on our socials. We tend to sort of stick to Insta and Facebook. Um, but obviously we're there and we'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback or messages you want to send us or anything you want us to talk about and any wine that you want us to try so here's here's to us really (laughs) cheers I've drank a whole bottle this is pretty impressive stuff it's a Tuesday god okay cheers babe okay bye 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 b